This podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at ChristianGeekCentral.com. So loud noise heralds are beginning. Hello and welcome to the Theology Gaming Podcast. My name is Zachary Oliver, the owner and proprietor of the Theology Gaming Blog. With me today are four special guests. First, but not least, and also not second or third, it's Michael Jones. This is why, wait, wait, did you see my name? I'm sorry. Did you see my name? Yes. Oh, yay, more loud noises. Yay, hi, loud I'm Justin Jones. Okay, and second, but not first, third or fourth, Matt Eilert. Hello. <laughs> third, but not first, second or fourth, Eric Anderson. Greetings from Michigan. And Yay. last, but not first, second, third, or fifth, Justin Fox. Did you know that I'm always the last one? Is that because I'm black? No. I just want to know that the rules for being on the back of the bus don't apply to the same thing for the back of the podcast. You are not Rosa Parks, and therefore the rule does not apply to you. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> According to your Skype picture, you're a white guy, so it's all good. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Today, we're going to have a gimmicky, stupid thing that I just came up with on the spur of the moment, and we call it the lightning round. And I'm going to put music here. I hope I come up with something cool. Anyway, our four guests here are going to talk about what kind of games they like to play and why in a five-minute contracted period. And if they don't finish, they don't get to talk anymore. So, ever. Without further ado, since you complained, Justin Fox, you're going first. In three, <laughs> two, one, go. Okay, the top of games I like to play are RPGs and fighting games. Um, reason for the RPGs is because I enjoy the adventure of it. Uh, they're not very puzzle heavy. I like to grind because I like to feel a sense of empowerment. Because I am so weak in real life. And uh, this is a lot of fun. Just like to see the dynamics of the story and stuff. And the gameplay, if it's done well, it's very, very addictive and very, very fun. What are you uh, playing right now? Right now, I'm actually playing um, in terms of RPG specifically. I'm sure, whatever. Okay. The uh, <laughs> RPG I'm playing right now is, or are actually, um, Lightning Returns. Or, and um, what the fudge was that thing called? Mass Effect. For the first time. Mass Effect? Yes. Huh. I usually don't get into American uh, RPGs because they make it very, very complicated and that defeats the purpose of a console RPG in the first place. Huh. That doesn't seem like much of your <laughs> style. That's why I'm confused right now. I know. It's usually not, it's not but I really, really dig it. So I was kind of... <laughs> I dug it. Are you playing as a black person? Um, uh, yeah, I'm color- curious. Or a woman. I'm <laughs> I am playing as a colored woman. Huh. Yes. Justin Fox is reverse racist and sexist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my wife is also a black woman to comment as well. Um, so, um, I like, I like, I like, I like customization, but not a ton of customization. So, I think what did it for Mass Effect with me is the fact that I can do a auto level up. So it can just kind of auto automatically level my character up without me actually caring at all about oh my right hand is a little bit uh, stronger than my left hand so now I can wield a shut up just let me level <laughs> up let me get stronger and let me play the doggone games thank you all right Mass Effect does that very very well so that's why I'm not mad at it also the equipment <laughs> looks super boring so <laughs> yeah it's kind of a snooze fest in terms of uh, I don't know something about um. 
American RPGs and high fantasy and space. And that's all that we really get. Well, then again, that's what maybe you can say that for all RPGs. But anyway. Huh. Well, if it's Dungeons and Dragons related, you get kind of the cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. But you so. get like dark fantasy. <laughs> like, shut up. Get a job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, <laughs> the second thing I like is. Um, or are, that's grammatically correct, um, is uh, fighting games. Fighting games because I am kind of competitive in nature, so I like to get good at a good fighting game, uh, like the Street Fighter. I don't like fighting games where I can just button mash my way to victory. Um, when I put time to a fighting game, I like to actually, you know, feel like I put time into a fighting game that actually matters instead of some... You know, person who played a game before and they button mash and then they win. I'm like, what was the point of me doing? My wife's pointing to herself. Um, what was the point of me actually, you know, going through all that uh, um, virtual training if it doesn't matter if some kid can get on here or or grandma get on there, like fall the controller and then win? <laughs> you know, that that to me is whack. So I like games like um, like Virtual Fighter and Street Fighter. Um, you play Virtual be- Fighter, like, competitively? Uh, no, but I probably could. I'm pretty good at it. Because it's super hard to learn that game. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So I started at an early age. Back in the days when I was a boy, I used to play the Fighters Mega Mix <laughs> with the Fighting Vipers and the Virtual Fighters. Do you play now, it with Akira and do the one-frame link? Oh, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> ha! Bam! <laughs> yeah. so. You guys play Tekken? <laughs> Yeah, I like Tekken, except when I don't get to play as a bear or a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Tekken's fun. See, I don't see. I don't like Tekken as much because um, my crew, um, my crew, they love Tekken, like, and they're frighteningly good at it. Uh, some, the two of the guys, when they get into a, when you get into a that Tekken, because they call it that Tekken, when they get into that Tekken, like everyone is quiet. We just watch in all of the awesomeness of the gameplay. It's pretty ridiculous. But for me, Tekken was never that kind of game where I really want. I mean, I really got into it. I played it a whole bunch, but I never did respect it as much as I did Street Fighter and Virtual Fighter and stuff like that. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so because because I remember back in the day when I was playing it, like I threw a kick or no, somebody would like throw a right kick and it would take like half your life. It was time right. Like, what is this? <laughs> Two, one, and lightning round over. Justin, <laughs> you've hit the five-minute mark. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Matt Eiler, you're next. Thank you, sir. In three, two, one, go. All right. Um, I enjoy a multitude of games, um, but I think one of my favorites is Crying Children. Um, I really like uh, strategy games. Uh, StarCraft II, uh, Rome Total War, Spring Commander 2, uh, stuff like that. Company Heroes. Good stuff. What? No? Um, I heard a random noise. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, Dawn of War series. Really love those games. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, get out there. You can strategize. No, Judah, I can't help you right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, I really... Um, I love the strategy games. Rome, uh, I like... Uh, has anybody played Rome? I have games? played Rome a whole lot. Yeah, I, I kind of like just get into like uh, the 
at least when they used to be dressed the same, all of them, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, these are my dudes, and uh, we're gonna stop in front of the enemy lines and throw spears into their lines. And I, don't know, I just love the tactics. Do you love do the, the auto? So you don't do the auto resolve like most people. Nope. I don't know. After a while, it's just like, wow, how much longer is this game gonna last? Yeah. I mean, they do go on a long time, especially if you're going like full campaign. My dad, uh, he would like take it where he'd have like a hundred guys versus like two thousand, and he'd beat all of them, <laughs> just like two hundred guys or whatever. How the heck uh, do you do that? Uh, you use your strategies. You get up on a hill. Uh, you scare them away. They run away. Stuff like that. It's it's really really good game. I like the morale system because you can just defeat them by scaring them essentially. Um, but yeah, so I love strategy games. Um, also like RPGs. Um, mostly RPGs I like are American. Um, you know, like, uh, oh, here recently I've been playing uh, Divinity Original Sin. It's sort of like old school. I've loved Neverwinter Nights. Um, I played it. The older one. The old one. Uh, the first one. Uh, I used to play as a ranger. I just kept playing it over and over again until the expansions came out, uh, which those were all great too. Um, but, uh, I don't know, just like, I do like to roleplay a little bit. Thanks, Judah. Thanks, buddy. Um. Because I've never played any of the D&D roleplaying games at all. Oh, yeah. No, I feel somewhat ashamed of that fact. There, there's, like, I really liked it. Like, I liked playing as, like, the druids and rangers and stuff, because you'd get an animal companion, and at least you didn't feel as alone. And, um, you know, I'd play... Obviously, this isn't an RPG, but uh, playing Halo, I'd always love keeping the, the dudes alive that were around me. So even though they're not real people, it's like, I gotta keep them alive type of thing. Uh, so I enjoy stuff like that. So um, you I like, like escort party. missions? That's... I, like, I like keeping them alive, but I don't have to keep them alive. Oh. You know, just like as my fellow compatriots or ah, something like not that. Not forced to keep them alive. Yeah. Just like... Like you're you're driving along and all of a sudden one of them catches a plasma grenade in the face and you're like oh that's unfortunate no. <laughs> then your whole thing explodes no um, yeah uh, so I always enjoyed that like I try to keep at least one alive to the end of the map where you're forced to uh, leave them somewhere but um, I enjoyed stuff like that um, I don't know uh, just the RPGs in general uh, just a lot of fun uh, picking up loot and uh, just becoming more powerful over time. So, uh, do you not like JRPGs for a reason? I didn't have a PlayStation, so I didn't really play a lot of them. So. I guess that makes sense. So you didn't have an N64 either? Nope. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you missed that whole era. Yeah, so you guys are always talking about all these JRPGs on your podcast. I have no idea what you're talking about. But, <laughs> you should um, try one sometime. <laughs> wink, wink, I, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Someday, if I ever get a PS4, which probably won't ever happen, but, <laughs> but like Dragon Age, uh, played that. Um, that's a, the first one was great. Um, I play a little bit of the second one. Uh, I'm sure I beat it. But um, and now, being in the computer age, I've been playing a lot of indie games too. Um, you know, like uh, Kerbal Space Program. Um, let's see, uh, Prison Architect. Um, stuff like that. Um, game dev tycoon that was fun. A lot of tycoon games, uh, just of lots of different types, uh, simulator type stuff. Not like airplane simulators though. But yeah, but yeah, I, I try to cover the entire spectrum. Uh, 
played Disciples 2. Ooh, and stop. And I'm done. <laughs> and you're done. A lot of games. A lot of games. All right. Eric, you're up. All right. Three, two, well, one, go. It is pretty well known that I am a board game guy. Yeah. <laughs> Nerd uh, Chapel dude. Don't play video games as much. I used to be a big fan of the Star Wars Battlefront series. And I have a feeling when the third one comes out, I'll jump into that. Um, Because I just, I love Star Wars and I really enjoyed the battles. I just found them to be really fun running around and shooting each other. What's your favorite Star Wars video game, just off the top of your head? It would be Battlefront. Okay. Granted, there are a lot of Star Wars video games out there I have not played yet, but Battlefront would definitely be the top, at least so far. Jedi Academy was fantastic. Hmm. Um, see, and, and I tried Kotor, but I just, for me, the whole idea of okay, it's the guy goes over there, you t- you push the button, and it just does a whack, and it just, and I, I, I like one of the things I liked about um, Battlefront was it was more action and less, you know, yeah, yeah, it's more RPG. And Kotor and Battlefront's uh, yeah. definitely a shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Kotor can be very slow paced. I do remember mm-hmm. that much. Yes, it's doing all the calculations automatically, but it's more like it's just kind of doing them without your consent or input most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Until the end of the game, it's, it's kind of boring in the beginning for sure. Yeah. Um, in terms of board games, I play a, a sub, I play Settlers at least once a month. Settlers um, Settlers of Catan, just to clarify, right? Okay. Yep, Settlers of Catan, which has really good player interaction because you're trying to trade up with each other and uh, sending the thief to each other and all of that fun. (laughs) Um, I just picked up Space Alert this at Gen Con last week, and I'm really excited to get back into that. It is a fully cooperative board game, but it uses an MP3, a series of MP3s, to time your game. And so that will tell you when an enemy ship or a creature or something is coming at your ship to attack you. Um, And it is the most intense 20 minutes of your life. And it is really fun. This sounds a lot like a more advanced version of Omega Virus, which is an old Milton Bradley game. It yeah, had kind of a similar vibe to it. Probably. Did you play Munchkin Fu? Just curious. Uh, not Munchkin Fu. No, I played regular Munchkin, and I played yeah, the ap- apocalyptic one, and I used to own Munchkin Quest, which I loved. Yeah, um, again, it, it's fun player interaction. Um, and that's one of the things I like about games is interacting with others. So that's one of the reasons I like board games more. Um, I also enjoy some collectible miniatures games. Uh, Star Wars miniatures is a lot of fun. I love being able to pick my custom Star Wars team from whatever faction I choose to play and putting it together and saying, okay, these guys will react to this guy's commander ability and this guy will be able to go out and punch a whole bunch of people because he can take a ton of hits because he's got a ton of hit points. And um, Heroescape was another is another big one. 
because uh, it's so customizable. You build your level with these tiles, and they build on top of each other and interconnect. And so you have a fully 3D gaming Whoa. environment. This thing looks huge. Wow. Yeah. Heroescape is pretty amazing. You ever play uh, Warhammer or any of its weird variants? I'm just curious. Uh, I, I played Warhammer 40k one time, and it, it I really felt very overwhelmed because there was so much in there to know. Yeah, I read the rules, and I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you're rolling through this, and then you, your buddy rolls to see if what you did actually gets through his armor, and then you roll for this other thing. <laughs> um, and above that, you also have the time you have to put into building and painting the miniatures. Um, That's which a lot is of not, yeah, not I played quite... against myself for a little bit because I was excited about Warhammer, and uh, it was pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. Better to let a video game do the calculations yeah, for you. Yeah, much easier, for sure. Yeah, so... Um, and I, I guess that's stop. Okay. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting you. Uh, um, Michael Jones, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. Okay. One, two, three. Begin. Okay. So I greatly enjoy RPGs. Specifically, um, I really like the Fallout series a lot. Uh, three and, and New Vegas was actually my favorite of the series. Um Partially because guns, partially because it was a lot more fun to run around like a live landscape rather than the whole, oh, it's post-apocalyptic, it's all dead, of Fallout 3. Um, Not Fallout 1 or 2. I haven't played those yet. I plan on playing them. Better. Um, I I would like to play those just to get a greater view of the whole story because it's all very interconnected. Um, And then I love Skyrim, although who doesn't, honestly? Uh, me. Um, shush. You don't get to talk. You don't get to have one of these. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, no, it's okay. We love you anyway, Zachary. We love Zachary, right? Okay. So, um, uh, I played a bunch of COD back in the day. I don't play COD anymore. For those who don't know, COD is Call of Duty. And it should be obvious. But anyway, um, uh, played a whole lot of Pokemon for a whole lot of years. Haven't played any recently. Uh, I miss it a lot. I'm actually playing Puzzle and Dragons now because it's very similar to Pokemon. Still playing, by the way. I'm at like rank 54 now or something like that. Whoa. You got me into that, by the way. Yeah! (laughs) Totally did. Send us friend invites. I've been playing for like 12 straight days or something. Nice. (laughs) I just reached the 30-day mark. I'm sorry. I'm getting everyone to play Puzzle and Dragons. It's fine. so Puzzle and Dragon, that's actually what I've been playing mostly recently because I haven't uh, had access to any consoles. Um, I play D&D, uh, love Pathfinder. Um, there is Okay, there is one racing game that I will play, and that is Need for Speed Most Wanted. Uh, that is the only racing game that I truly enjoy. Um, that's a good game. That's a good game. That, that is a good racing. game. See, I haven't played Ridge Racer. I've heard it's awesome, though. Whoa, you've never played any Ridge Racer. Nice. Fun back in the day. Whoa. Hey, Rick. But, um, but, okay. So. There is one for smartphones. It's called Ridge Ratio Slipstream, and it's basically the same thing, so. I'll probably check it out at yeah, some point. It's a free to play stuff, so. Um, well, that's cool. So, uh, I've actually been getting into Airsoft again, which is, um, like, it's similar to Paintball, but it's not Paintball. And yeah, so. My brother and I do Airsoft. 
Yeah. Yeah. I um I used to play airsoft back in the day, and um, I had to sell my gear because I was really broke at one point and had to sell it for like rent, you know. So there's that. So I'm looking at getting like a gun again, and and I shoot left-handed, and so I have to get a gun that has ambidextrous controls. So I can't have your standard M4, which is like the most popular model ever. Like there's like if you if you just want to get into airsoft and you just want like something that works, go get an M4. Like there's there's like a really cheap one for like 120 bucks that's like really amazing and will probably last you for most of your airsoft. My M4 survived the fire. Right. Long enough till your eye gets shot out. (laughs) That's why we have goggles. Okay. (laughs) Good call. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. So I have a, I'm looking at a, a ambidextrous gun right now called the ARX-160, which is based off of the real ARX-160, which is made by Beretta. Um, has all ambidextrous controls, uh, the magazine release. Uh, the bolt catch and release works, and the bolt actually works, which is amazing, because I want to get a real one someday, and so I can like practice with this one. Um, what else? Uh, I've never played paintball. I thought it was not as cool as airsoft but that's my personal opinion um what else i've been through like oh i used to play a whole bunch of battlefront 2 as battlefront as well not battlefront 2 but i played battlefront 2 um the i loved playing like the special characters in 2 where you could be like a jedi and stuff like that that was so fun yeah that was Um, fun kotor is my favorite game of all time I would probably have to say, um, just because I love the D and D system. I love the Star Wars universe. Um, if I can, if if Swotor is anything like Kotor, but just on a grand scale, I will be a happy Mike Jones. And so, uh, played Guild Wars for a long time. Liked it a lot. Didn't get into Guild Wars two because life. Um, yeah, that's about all I got. I'm kind of just picking things right now. And we're good. Okay. Okay, cool. There Yay. You go. Yay. Yay. Lightning round over. Good job. Uh-huh. We survived. <laughs> now, do we get t shirts now? Uh, no. Unfortunately. I survived the lightning round of <laughs> theologygaming.com's podcast. I'm telling you, we're going to do that again. That was actually pretty interesting. Right? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Now, on to our quote unquote main topic, which oh, we just Lord. came up with like five minutes before the podcast started. I mentioned the name. And you may know this name before because we did a podcast on something similar. And that name is Anita Sarkeesian. Boo! Okay, Michael Jones got immediately angry at me when I mentioned it. And I don't know why. And I wanted to know. And I'm sure you, the listener, also want to know. So, please, tell us. Michael, Michael Jones, why are you so angry at a person you don't know who makes videos about tropes versus women? Okay, so uh, back in the day, uh, I used to be a really big Redditor. And Redditor, for those who don't know, Reddit's like this really big forum um, where they post like memes and jokes and videos and stuff. And uh, it's, it's like there's no real way to describe Reddit other than its catchphrase, which is it is the front page of the Internet. I mean, that's the only way, real way to describe it. But anyway, back in the day, Anita Sarkeesian did a fundraiser to do and she wanted to address sexism in video games and reddit was like super on top of that and she had like an indiegogo campaign or something like that or it was like um 
I don't know, somewhere you could donate to her. And uh, she got like $200,000 from Reddit from people donating to her from that campaign. And it went like nine months. Like like the campaign or the campaign itself went like two or three months or something like that. She got all of her donations and she sent this letter like, yeah, I'm going to write all these. I bought all these video games so I can start playing them and, and write, you know, all these articles and stuff on them about sexism and blah, blah, blah. And everyone was really cool with it. And then she disappeared off the face of the planet, and I haven't heard anything about her until, like, three days ago. And when I heard her name pop up, I'm like, yeah, I kind of understand the reason why she's getting all this flack. Because she disappeared off the face of the planet with $200,000 in video games. Ah. She's been yeah. running a YouTube channel, though, hasn't she? Apparently. I had no idea about this. <laughs> wow. So, I don't know that this... this thing that happened was like two three years ago maybe so i don't know how long she's been running her youtube channel i don't know what she's been doing in the meantime she's been making videos yeah Yeah. well i thought she disappeared off the face of the planet so when i heard about her getting a whole bunch of flack i was like oh the rest of the internet heard about what she did to reddit so i think she's made a movie like i don't think she's been wasting it no she's been making stuff well and again all the last thing i knew was that she disappeared off the face of the planet wow that's all i knew this so. is a lot less exciting <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. Well, it's because, like, okay, so she made all these promises and then disappeared. That's why I was upset, okay? So you felt like she had stolen from people. Exactly. I felt like she I felt like she'd stole a bunch of money from a bunch of people, and then she turned out to be a really horrible person, thinking that it was going to be really cool. I, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I was listening to Idle Thumbs podcast um, today. And I had no idea what was going on until I listened to that. But apparently, um, I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, I guess, an old boyfriend of hers had released this big manifesto of why she's a terrible person. And oh, oh, oh. Uh, Wrong person. Wrong person. That's Zoe uh, Quinn, who is the developer Zoe? of Depression Quest. Oh, you're right. You're probably right. And Nina oh. Sarkeesian is the one who makes the videos. Okay. Yeah, you just... Oh, yeah. They brought that up because... Uh, sexist thing. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, right. both of them are uh, feminists. They're rabid okay. feminists, maybe. Very yeah, much so. I got so. the names mixed up. And um, if we want to talk about feminism, we could talk about feminism. But I feel like we're missing a key point of this argument. Uh, <laughs> right. For women, I guess? Specifically, I was thinking April Lynn could be here. So Possibly? That would be really cool. Not right now, but anyway. Wait, wait, um, wait. wait. My, my, my wife is in the other room. We can ask her. Get Justin's about. wife in here. Yeah, let's ask her. Hey, sure. Laura, we want to ask a question. Man, this is like off the cuff and spontaneous, isn't it? <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, she's, she's coming here now. Hold on a second. Okay, go ahead. What are we supposed to ask her? What do you think about feminism? <laughs> <laughs> or what do you think about Anita Sarkeesian? Actually, I don't think she knows who that is. Um, <laughs> oh no, this is wait, not wait, helpful. Wait. No, it's not helpful. But maybe she, I might draw her memory. Remember the late the girl that was talking about feminism and how games, uh, how games show women as objects and this, that, and the third. Do you remember me talking about that? Yeah, kind of a little bit. Okay, kind of a little bit. Um, so maybe you can say, you can say the, the question in another way. <laughs> All right, Michael, you asked the question this time. Okay, so her name is Lauren? Yes. 
Hi, Lauren. Hi. So we're talking. Huh. We're talking about uh, feminism in uh, the video games in context of Anita Sarkeesian, which I don't like her, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I heard that. Okay, so the whole idea is we we want to know what your opinion is on feminism in video games and are, are like are they co-related? Are they completely unrelated? Like, do you feel like women are improperly uh, like portrayed in video games? Well, I would say more often than not. I mean, it's gotten better, but more often than not, women are um, not portrayed very well. And I say that because actually a couple of weeks ago we were wa- Justin and I were watching something. Uh, I can't remember what it was. It was I think it was a game review on YouTube, mm-hmm. and it was up. Uh, you know that Dead or Alive beach volleyball, and I hate that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> yeah, well, I never thought that would be. Yes, it is creepy. And um, and just so you know, women's boobs do not move that much. No, they don't. <laughs> No, yeah, it's very distracting. Uh, that's one reason. Why, yeah, that's one reason why I can't play Dead or Alive. I just can't do it. But I was watching that, and then it was, uh, and then Rumble Roses. That you know, stuff like that just irritates me because I'm like, is that is that all you know we're good for, or what's going on? And then uh, last year, the year before, I believe I was playing um, Dead Rising Two. I believe it was. Okay. As a, a character, I don't remember her name. Um, but she was like being overly sexy for no reason. Right. All she, yeah, all she was doing was, um, she was explaining to the main character about what was going on, but just the way she was like walking around, she was kind of switching her hips and all that. And I I was kind of thinking, uh, that's not necessary. Just (laughs) tell me what's going on so I can go do it. I don't need you to, you know, move your body like that and looking all seductive and all that. It's not necessary. And I find that that. It's something that's been going on in, in games, period, it seems. But on the other hand, um, I'm starting to see uh, women portrayed in a different light, uh, which is a good thing, um, because realistically, um, I mean, yeah, we can be sexual, but it, that's not, you know, our main thing. I mean, we could be, you know, just as and straightforward as, you know, a guy can, I, I would say, you know. I mean, there are differences, but... Um. <clears throat> so I feel, I, I feel like um, that we should like change the tone of this conversation because there was an article posted just recently about how adult women actually outnumber uh, teenage boys as the main demographic of, of or the main uh, consumers of video games, and that's if you include mobile gaming. So right now it sounds kind of like we're guys, we're trying to learn about women, you know what I mean? But <laughs> this is this is less of a this is less of that and more like we're trying to talk like people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I understand where you're coming from and I'm not trying to correct you or anything like that, you know? Yeah, I yeah. uh definitely with uh the beach volleyball game as <laughs> a very shameful uh use angry. of women's bodies and you know, seeing women walk around uh, sexy for absolutely no reason. Um, but one of the things that uh, the Sarkeesian woman brought up was like, uh, has anybody played uh, Red Dead Redemption? Or I don't think it's Redemption. Uh, I think it's just yeah, Red, Red Dead. Red no, Dead Redemption. Red Dead. It is Redemption. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, they brought up the fact that uh, it's, it's just a scene where um, it just happens over and over again. You can make it happen, basically. But um, if you're walking by this uh, bar, um, you'll see a, a prostitute get thrown out, 
and some guy yelling at her. And if you don't do anything, basically this guy kills her. And she shows this in her video, I guess. And uh, the idea, I think, is like that they're wanting you to do is be like come to her rescue, essentially. And right. Shoot the guy, you know, and stop this from happening. She's like, oh, this is terrible what he's doing to this woman, you know, type of thing. But it's like, well, there were prostitutes back then, you know, it's just like, I, I think it's, I don't know, it, it sort of right. belongs there, you know. Right. Um, it's and more you of see a guys, portrayal. Guys portrayed as a scumbag, you know, yelling at this woman, you know, so it's right. not only that. This other YouTuber, I forget what her name was, but she was like the antithesis of um, Sarkeesian. It was really, really interesting. But she was stating um, that uh, it's pretty neutral between both of them, which I thought kind of murdered Sarkeesian's whole argument because it was like, well, men are sexualized also. It's just that, you know, as men, we don't see it. So we're also right. caught up in. I'm thinking that, like, oh, well, these women are so sexualized. Because like, Laura and I both had a conversation about that, too. I was like, well, aren't men sexualized also? You know, and, you know. Yes, yes, they are. Laura, yeah, she just said, yes, they are. So, you know, I mean, like, you have some dude, you can come in, you know, with no shirt on, he's ripped, and he's, like, full. He's filled to the brim with oil about his right. body. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like um, I prefer the Final Fantasy men. Yes. Uh, the more effeminate, beautiful. the better. Um, I, no comment. <laughs> I mean, a guy's gotta have good hair, right? You know. You guys, you guys have to agree their hair is perfect. Mm. It's it always is. perfect. See? You can't not make it perfect. Like I remember the scene in Kingdom Hearts where they they pop, they were swimming and they pop up and like goes like in literally half a second. Sora's hair goes from like wet and down to like up, and it's perfectly spiked. That's So when I when I when I hear those arguments, you're like, does do video games portray anyone in a positive light? And it is kind of like you know the whole and, and it made the whole conversation with our kids were talking about almost almost irrelevant because it doesn't portray any I mean it portrays like you know a lot of dudes as well, being over sexualized and then we have all these power fantasies and and then there's um um just the fact that you know a lot of times we just dirt bags in the games and everything and so it, it's not positive for either gender really um and I, I I get she just doesn't have the right perspective from both sides in order to make right. a complete argument that's what, and that's what made me you know, it's kind of like, huh? Because I was like, where's the rest of the argument? You know, I mean, like, if I wanted to make a video about um, militancy instead of being black and having black characters in there, you know, I would say that, you know, or sorry, Kizan, you're a racist because X, Y, and Z. I can make the argument in, 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 if I think militantly enough about it. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. And that's so, part of why that's part of why I'm like really don't like Anita Sarkeesian because she makes it sound like everything is uber sexist. She's like a rad. It's, it's what's known as a rad femme, radical feminist, and she's like, women are like ridiculously oppressed, and men are like insanely bad, and we're all terrible, and down with men, up with whatever, you know. And so it's kind of it. It doesn't take like a real look at it. Like she got all this funding, she got all this like crazy support. And then she goes and screws everybody over with it. And then when she finally does do something about it, she's like, has all this like super extremely negative 
views on men, which were her main supporters. I'm not saying that it's like, you know, oh, we supported you. You should put us in a good light. But more like um, we should like there should be like a, a an equal look taken at it rather than, you know, rather than just I'm going to insert my opinion into this issue. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it does, and uh, and uh, that's that's the reason. It wasn't so much that I just didn't like her. It's just more like it just seemed kind of it seemed like bullet points almost. Like this is what a feminist believes, and therefore I'm going to hit each one of these points and just exactly kind of rather than there being any like real, real critical, look taken. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it, it didn't feel like there was any type of actual critical thinking that, you know, she came up with this by herself completely, you know. It more seemed like, you know, this is what it is, you know, and and um, and this is what is terrible, and this here are the bullet points that I think this needs to hit. I hit all those, and therefore now we're good. Right. So um, that's and why that's I not even. Yeah, and that's not even, like, what real feminism is, you know. Real feminism is not, oh, men are bad, women are good, men should, you know – Blah 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 blah. Whatever you know, I don't even know. I'm not going to get into it. But real <laughs> feminism, real feminism is feminism like the striving for equality between the sexes, which I don't think is like a realistic possibility. But that's one of those goals that we should constantly be striving for. You know what I mean? Because the Bible even says in Romans, you know, um, there is no male nor female, nor Jew nor Gentile, no slave nor free. All are one in Christ. Right. You know. Right. Right, I, right. I believe so, we're equal, but obviously God made us different, and so we have exactly. our goals, but we're still right. totally equal. Yeah, and, and I think we also in our culture we need to realize that having different roads doesn't make one more important than the other. Exactly. Right. I think that's the biggest thing is that people get caught up in and say, you know, well, the role this role sounds better than this role, but no, like, like I think one of the biggest arguments that I use for um, uh, with women who have a problem. As person talks about submission and everything uh, uh, to the male, I'm like, I'm like, baby Lauren, do you really want my job? Because when I read the Bible, it talks about how I'm held accountable for everything, almost everything that you do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, do you really want my job? Because I'm supposed to be the, the high priest, and every decision that I make, you know, is it has a certain amount, uh, has a great degree, degree of of uh, accountability to it you know so like do you really want that i mean also too you know just it never said submitting to god first you know so it's the sobriety with the whole issue in the first place but yeah i mean it certainly you need to look at the roles as being equal but just different which is why for me as as a african-american um is that i don't like it when someone says i don't see color like I don't like that because it, it right. makes it sound like some kind of like disease or something like that, you know. It's like, oh, don't look at, don't, don't stare at the fact that he's a quadriplegic, you know. I, I don't like that. I like the, I like it when we're able to see each other and then to say, okay, these guys are different or this culture is different or whatever, you know. But I still love and respect you. Right. Not your head in the sand and saying that, you know, oh, because I don't see anything now, now I can respect you because I don't see anything different. Right. Enough. Right. That's not. Justin, I recognize you for your blackness. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Oliver. I fear crackalackiness. You can you can see even in the Godhead that the Father and the Son and the Spirit each have their roles and they're yeah completely equal, uh, equally God. I think that's a big deal too. It's like exactly, we have our roles as man and wife, 
uh, men and women, and father has his role, son has his role. Um, they're not the same. But they're equal. Yeah. That's right. I, I feel I'll like it's important. Get, oh, go ahead. Then get back in that kitchen, Lauren, even fill your role and make me some pie. <laughs> <laughs> I want you very protected by the moon noon tomorrow. So how is that going over for you, Mr. Fox? Uh, (laughs) Right. We can't really see, so how is that? Is is your wife holding any mallets over your head right Mm -hmm. now or (laughs) sharp objects? Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, just just ignore him. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. (laughs) And I feel like it's important. I feel like it's important to make the distinction that these are roles, not rules. You know what I mean? Like, like, mm-hmm. like, where it says in, in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, like, the rules are more like guidelines. You know what I mean? It's not like you have to fit into this role, otherwise you're doing something wrong. You know, because we're all different people, we're all created differently, we all experience life differently. So it makes sense that you know, even as Christians, like, we're not exactly gonna fit into the role, quote unquote, that we're supposed to. You know what I mean? Well, like, Michael, uh, can I ask you a question? Go for it. Um, so do you think a woman should rule over the household then? Um, I'm not saying like the whole, no, that's not what I'm saying. Don't misunderstand me. Okay. So (laughs) let me, let me, let me define what I'm saying a little bit more because that's a good, that's a good point that you just made there. Tough questions. I believe that the male is the priest of the household. Do I believe that there are also some women who, while the male is the priest of the household, they, um, have a little more of an authoritative stance in their house. Yeah. I mean, whether or not it's correct, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying that's how it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I but, mean, if, if a man, like, succeeds all his power to his wife, um, yes, that happens. But my, my mm-hmm. point is just, it should not happen. It shouldn't because then that's unequal, you know? Yeah, it's a man um, not pulling his weight or, or doing the role that God has given him to be as, as head of the household, priest of the household. Right, right, and stuff. right. And I, think, yeah. and I think, I mean, I think it really goes even down to, you know, even the, um, the biology of things, you know, it's like the roles fit the biology almost, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like, I'm not saying that those roles can't be reversed or whatever. I just think that one is more efficient at it than the other one is. Right, you know, because because and I'm not saying that in all cases, you know, but in a lot of cases it's true because, um, I mean, actually, someone asked a question to my wife. This she said that you know, in terms of leadership and everything, um, most men, you know, are all about leading, and and, and want and, and want to lead because they want respect. A man needs respect. It's one of the primary things he absolutely needs, and um, women. Most being more emotional, not in a bad way, just they are. You know, that's a biological that fits, thing. Yeah, that, that fits more into a nurturing role, and you want the and you want both for balance. So you, you so you don't want you know um, two people who are um, being highly emotional and everything because there's no security. Because a woman needs security also, which fits the role of a dude like perfectly. You know, for for like, she needs that. And right. vice versa. When you have the roles kind of mixed up and everything, what happens is that the woman begins to lose respect for the man, and the man begins to um, not give the security that, that she needs, and that's when things kind of get crunk. You yeah. know? See, 
let me let me define a little bit more what I'm trying to what I was trying to say because um, I, I want to make myself clear, not just like ambiguous. Um, so, like a stay-at-home dad, like say there's like a stay-at-home mom and she raises the kids. I don't feel like it's necessarily out of quote unquote biblical order for there to be like a stay-at-home dad. That doesn't mean that he's any less powerful. That doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve respect any more or less. What I'm trying to say is sometimes that's the role that fits that household better, you know? Just a job situation, not necessarily your leadership. Exactly, exactly. Because you can still be a leader from home, you know? It's not like, you know, anyway. Right, that was, right. That was just an example. Like, there's, there's, a, there's a lot more leeway than people give it inside those roles, so to speak. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, even with me right now, I mean, my wife right now, she is the main breadwinner because her job is better than mine. <laughs> Same with my house. Yeah. <laughs> so, so because you know, like, I'm not able to take on um, the full um, forty hours quite yet um, because of the game, game development, and things like that. Um, I'm able to take on thirty. And um, and uh, just that she works at a Toyota, so you know, that's that's a good like forty, fifty hours and really good pay. <laughs> you know, job at Toyota, so right. Um, right. I'm, trying, I'm trying right. So so right now, I mean, I'm leading and everything, but also at the same time, I'm trying to build a business so I can retire her from Toyota. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Because she doesn't want to be there. She's an artist like I am. You know, so she not like you know, she appreciates her job at the same time. She doesn't want to be there for day. forever. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. So yeah. that's 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 my ambition right now. That's me leading, even though I don't make the most money. Yeah. So the the whole back to the like main point. Like I feel like um, the way that Anita Sarkeesian portrays video games as a whole, and we, and we kind of gone over this, and I'm just trying to like circle it back around, you know. Um, is that it's like a it's a it's an unequally yoked portrayal, you know what I mean? Like, okay, there has been some more skewed views of women in video games than men. That's not to say that uh, that there is equality in the or there's unequality in the skewedness because um, even like men have been more prominently focused, but a lot of the time it's more of like the Ultraman in video games. You know what I mean? Like Mr. Super mega buff guy. And so women have to like live up to the quota. Like I'm not saying they do. I'm saying that it's, it looks like they're supposed to, according to the world that they have to live up to these stereotypes. Well, men have to live up to these ultra mega man, super, um, buff guy, like save the world stereotypes. Yeah. Sports. Sports. Exactly. Exactly. Ninety percent of all video game characters are just, uh, just characterizations of people, anyway. You know, it's like yeah, especially mm-hmm. in Grand Theft Auto, it's like every black guy is a gangster. You know, just like it's it's really bad. Son, hey, let's let's sell some weed. Come on, man, let's go. <laughs> What's up, dude? What you got, my Jimmy son? Yep. <laughs> And then you got scumbags and you got nerds and all that stuff. Right. And media as a whole generally, you know, portrays, has like an unequally yoked portrayal of both men and women, you know? Like, okay, uh, in sitcoms, for example, um, men are portrayed as the, like if they're a husband, they're like the dumb idiot husband who doesn't know what he's doing and kind of just submits to his wife and everything. And the woman looks like the total 
like giant brilliant person and men just look like idiots you know what i mean yeah um and it's and but if you like separate them into their roles like men are like the action hero or women are like the beautiful you know romantic interest or whatever you know so there is there is like a balance to it all hmm. as far as uh yeah, sorry. like incorrect portrayal you know and in movies you know raccoons are portrayed as as violent psychopaths yeah, violent psychopaths <laughs> and trees are portrayed as very uh, easygoing and uh, ridiculous, ridiculously obedient to raccoons. <laughs> uh, if, if I may say something. Go for it. I think the reason why the Anita Sarkeesian thing bothers me so much is that she tends to get a rise out of the exact audience that would make her famous. Exactly. And that would be the anonymous internet troll who doesn't know how to argue, let's say, like somebody who's talking in a podcast like this, for example. Right. And they will react with what could best be described as rage or death threats. Extreme vitriol. Yeah, that sort of thing. And in real life, people stalk people and... The police doesn't do much about that, and the police really can't do much about anonymous internet stalking either, right? I mean, you can dox somebody, you could find their personal information, all that. And I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that any radical feminist who makes something about the quote-unquote gamers, who like games as they are and don't really want them to change, they know that they can get a rise out of these people and therefore bring, you know, validity to their cause just by virtue of doing this and not really arguing in a way that's conductive or helpful. Right. It's only portraying one side of a whole situation while assuming the other side is bad. And the way that they do it is point out that, oh, this vocal minority of, you know, people who play video games are super bad. So we're obviously right. Right. It's like a really skewed view. It's like, I'm going to like prepare a trap for you to fall into, and then when I when you fall into the trap, it's going to make you look terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then this just feeds the news cycle. I mean, if you go on any video game news website, you're going to see something about this over and over again. And none right. of this is really conduct, you know, conducive to any kind of dialogue or help or improving the situation. Everybody just gets angrier at each other. Right. Oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well said. It's a bizarrely self-perpetuating cycle, and I don't know why it happens like this, but either they're taking advantage of it unintentionally, or they really do want this to happen. I'm not sure at this point. Right, right, right. That's just what I've been perceiving so far. Because at first I was super angry about this, like, tropes versus women thing. Like, how could she write about this? But Bena is my favorite video game character, except... <laughs> Of course, she was designed by a woman, but that's a conversation for another. How dare you attack Bayonetta? <laughs> yes, Beta is super cool. But, you know, I, Anita doesn't here's like Here's something her. that I just now noticed. Uh, something I just now noticed is that... Um, is it the develop? I don't know if it's developers or not, or the studios itself, that get this portrayal because... I mean, to be frank, most of the... Most of the... Uh, programmers who develop these games are not the super buff, you know, power fantasy male or whatever, you know. No, yeah. And, and, oh, wait, wait, go ahead, Lauren. Sorry. 
I would say that the, the male characters are kind of like what the game developers wish they could be, and then the women are kind of representing their fantasies. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So like, it's 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 this weird thing where it's like I don't know whether or not you know what she was saying in terms of you know that the, the developers are making their uh, the fantasy version of themselves, or if it's the studio that's pro- that's promoting that kind of thing in the first place. Because you know most people sitting in front of their computers all day long. The reason why we don't play a lot of a lot of sports is because we're sitting in front of a computer all day long. You know that's what we're good at. That's that's what we find information and doing things like this interesting and fun versus, you know, um, uh, doing the whole other ball game stuff and everything. And I'm not saying the nerds don't do that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> More <laughs> women! But, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But do you think that's the studio? <laughs> studio that's actually saying that, you know, you need to make it this way in order for um, uh, these characters to sell or whatever? Or do you think it's just you know the um, uh, the artist or whatever you know wishing he was he or she was this archetype of person? I think it varies, and I think it's probably a mix of both. I yeah. think so. I, I think in some cases the studio pushes it. For case, yeah. Well, you got to think about how these games are getting more and more expensive, especially AAA stuff. Like an indie game can afford to just like do whatever, right? Or portray women in a different light, or portray men in a different light. But if you've got like many, many, many millions of dollars riding on this game, you can't really afford to just like get rid of every trope, every narrative trope, every aesthetic trope you can think of. So right. more often than not, they're going to portray it in a way that's going to not offend most people, and especially right. the quote unquote core gamer, the people who are buying Xboxes, Playstations, Wii's, whatever. Right? Who actually buy the video games? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it says the majority of gamers are female now, but that's also including mobile games and puzzle games. Right. And so it's kind of a skewed way of looking at this because really mobile and console PC don't really intersect all that much. Not really, no. Yeah. I uh, know I'd probably catch flack for this, but I don't really consider bejeweled people and mad gamers. (laughs) How could you say that? Bro, you are... Can we kick him off the podcast right now? the line, and I will be shot now. Can we kick him off the podcast right now? Stop being a hardcore gamer. Ah, uh, nice. yeah, See, I've dirt. always... You and your vicious, stupid gaming culture garbage. <laughs> I've always felt like um, to be a gamer, you should enjoy multiple forms of, of games. Of course, I'm also the person who now does not play hardly any video games and plays more <laughs> board games. <laughs> That fits so, the same thing. Yeah. Although I, I have been playing more pool the last few months because there's a pool table at the clubhouse for our apartment. But Nice. You know, and it's I feel like it's an important point to make that um, uh, there are lots of really positive portrayals, especially more and more now, of women in video games. Like, um, uh, just as an example, The Last of Us, which I really love... Um, the one of the main, both of the main female characters in the game are both really strong, and the one who's, I mean, strong like characters, like they're well developed. They're not just caricatures of women, um, and and the the lead female especially, like she's on, she's on par with the main male character, like completely on par. There's like no inequality, uh, and the the other lead female who's the younger girl, I mean, she's not on par because she's younger. It's not because she's a girl, you know? 
I think a lot um, of it has to do with just how much effort the developer puts into the backstory and character exactly. of that person. Because if it's just a caricature, yeah, you're going to find all kinds of terrible things. But if you actually right. think about who they are, uh, you're going to get a lot farther that right. way. And, and as another example, um, like the Tomb Raider games, like Lara Croft in the Tomb Raider game and the new one, she's not like ooh-la-la, sexy, ridiculous, amazing, hot, you know? She's like mm-hmm. hardcore, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, as a, a, a contrast to that, like, games like Leisure Suit Larry, you know, where he's, like, like his whole job is to, yeah. Seduce the ladies. Right. I wasn't going to say that, but, yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. But, like, <laughs> it's like a really, really terrible stereotype. Really terrible stereotype of men. So, you know, it's, um, there's inequality on both sides. I'm not going to say that the inequality is equal but there is inequality on both sides. Yeah. It seems like we've reached uh, a conclusion, possibly. <laughs> um, I don't like Anita Sarkeesian still. Okay, well. <laughs> we kind of figured as much when we started this. Yeah. I just like white people, period. You do or you don't? No, I don't like you all. Oh, okay. Well, I'm Thanks, more Justin. of a, of a tanned you. brown, so... Tan brown? I'm Italian. <laughs> I'm not, like... Yeah. Oh, you're black then. You stop okay, lumping cool. us white people together. <laughs> right? You're I'm Irish. Not like not, I'm not. mixed European. What's up with that? Who, who's a peon? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the blessing business. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, I think that's the end of our podcast. <laughs> so, stuff about feminism. Any final thoughts? Um, Look at the whole story, period. Okay, so you're the only one with final thoughts. Apparently so. I thought I I was (laughs) cut off for a second there. I was about to go check my phone. Um, I was going to echo that and say, you know, uh, that no, you get both sides of the story and just be equal. If you're going to be, if you're going to go there, you know, make sure that you're considering both sides of it. I mean, she touched on it lightly. You know, but there wasn't any real depth to it. It was more like an appeasement almost to say, you know, yeah, there's that too, you know, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about this, you know, it's like, well, so if you're going to lightly touch on this, that means that you have all, do you have all the information, you know, so just let's not project militantism because I can do that too. I can do that very well. And I'm sure you might imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, on a matter of everyone learning to respect each other and realizing that everybody's been upset about something in some way. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. It's, uh, I don't know. I think men and women have their roles. Um, we should treat each other with respect. Um, and wish people would stop looking for issues with each other. <laughs> but, Seriously. Yeah. You don't like victims? Come on, bruh. I mean, I mean, I mean, we can have the permanent victim. I mean, that's a wonderful thing. You know, it's like you get to actually change legislation. I mean, you get to do all kinds of things when you're a permanent victim. Because, you know, there are victims out there, but, you know, you want to escalate that to be a permanent victim. So you have all the power. So everyone will just kind of walk around. And you get the part to see, get the part to seize, to just be a victim forever. Like, this happened to me. Like, oh, my God, let's respond to this person forever. I love you, Justin. <laughs> we need you on the podcast more, Justin. 
<laughs> more. <laughs> more, Justin, more. More everyone. More ladies. More ladies. Exactly. <laughs> All right, I think we could wrap it up there. Right. That, that has been the Theology Gaming Podcast. If you like what you heard, go to the iTunes or the whatever the podcast thingamajig that you subscribe to the podcast to and give us the best rating possible. No, better than the best. We Seven deserve point, better than the best. 7.1 out of 5 is acceptable. Only that. Only that. And write a review. Helps us out a lot. Share with people on social media if you want to talk to any of us, we are all on Theology Gaming University, which is a Facebook group. Just send me a request for an invite, and I will be happy to accept you into our little shenanigan gang. <laughs> and as for me, I'm Zachary Oliver, your host, signing off. Everybody say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, good. Huh? Bye. <laughs>